Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good man is out of which direction we are going? Direct the El Camino. It would have been DWI. We have reached a tipping point. Tonight, oh my goodness, the first State of Wrestling Speech Conference. Boy, I made that sound important. Uh, We're going to have eight of the most prominent figures in Georgia wrestling speaking and giving two-minute speeches, and then taking you through those speeches and the analysis will be myself, Stephen Platinum, and of course, Larry Goodman. Larry, how are you feeling about tonight? Well, it's another one of Steve Platinum's harebrained schemes. We'll see. We'll see how this one comes out. <laughs> I got. I, I got to say, it is. It's very gratifying. I hate people who talk like meta about their own shows and their own like uh, productions. But I got to say, it was very exciting to see different people sort of banding about who was going to speak, who wasn't going to speak, talking about the yeah. show in general. Um, it's it's created a very exciting atmosphere. And, of course, the guests, Larry, uh, I, I know we have things we want to talk about before our first person comes on, but, uh, I mean, that list of who's speaking, pretty impressive stuff, right? Yeah, uh, quite quite a nice variety. And we, we did lose one who I think would have also been very um, interesting based on his columns. If, if it was half as entertaining as his columns, I'm sure it would have been good. Drew Blood was on board for this, but he had a schedule conflict and had to drop out. He had. He said he had his two minutes ready to go. Maybe we'll get that some other time. But we have well, every, we have eight individuals, so I think all be very interesting to hear from. Yes, I. You know, I, I, we'll we'll talk perhaps later about uh, where I got this idea and things like that. But you had things you wanted to discuss before our first person, uh, Aja Pereira, came on. Well, uh, we've had a rash of injuries um, yeah. in the last week or 10 days or so that I just wanted to touch on. And these have all been, except I think except one been mentioned on the website in, in one way or another, but uh, did want to uh, give some uh, get well soon wishes to several people. Cody Vance, um, hmm. torn ACL on a oh. uh, show in Miss, on a show in Mississippi. Um, it was, it was kind of, it was, you know, kind of a freak thing. He, you know, he, he had a, he was quite an athlete and had a strong athletic background, and he had apparently, during his athletic career, injured the other knee 
and this knee just just went during the match. It was nothing, you know, nothing particular that happened from what from what I understand. But he's out for six months. Um, wow. Tyler Rivera, broken collarbone, out for six months on a um, and the video of this is is online. Looked like a uh, Tower of Doom spot. And he was the guy coming off the top, landed on his shoulder. And, um, Ooh-wee. Yeah, broken collarbone for him. So he's going to be out. Um, Drew Delight. Um, <clears throat> when I was at uh, GPW, oh, what was that, week before last, there was a uh, he took a um, black hole slam from Cyrus. And if I remember correctly, there was some sort of an object in the ring at the time or something. In any case, he messed up his neck. Ooh, so he, he, he's out um, for an indeterminate amount of time. Um, and, you know, as I mentioned in the Southern Fried Report, um, Jagged Edge um, should have never even been doing that match in the condition he was in. So I don't know when he's going to wrestle again, but um, he's got several several problems, physical problems that would have uh, you know, tended to sideline a normal human being from even wrestling. So get well, get well soon to all those folks. Absolutely. Uh, you know, wrestling injuries and wrestling in general have sort of altered, not sort of, they have altered the course of wrestling history itself. Um, I don't think that there's a major promotion that hasn't been affected directly by injuries, which changed entire angles and certainly match finishes and that kind of thing. And uh, I, I'm curious, Larry, like when we talk about injuries, you know, we're, we're very conscious of things like concussions and uh, things like that. Now, this is a weird side thing that I've thought about recently that, you know, with Daniel Bryan making, is Daniel Bryan a case of, it was it either his injuries were exaggerated for dramatic effect initially, or is it a case where we're so glad he's back, we're, we're just letting ourselves be oblivious of the risk, kind of like Stone Cold when he came back? I don't know. It makes me uncomfortable because uh, unless the, the injuries were really exaggerated, and you know, I know he's medically cleared and all that, but still, it bothers me. Yeah, it I mean, seem like he's altered his style that much. No, no. When you look at someone like Jagged Edge, um, who I mean, I remember he tore that bicep doing a match for Anarchy, and you know, and, and it, almost I gotta say, you know, Jagged Edge, just tough as can be. I mean, who who just shrugs off a torn bicep? Like, <laughs> you know, like, who shrugs that off? Uh, definitely that guy is just, you know, very old school, made of the sternest stuff imaginable. Um, and there's been numerous examples in pro wrestling of guys just sort of wrestling through injuries and wrestling through things that really perhaps they should not have. Um the effects used to be more dramatic and laid out, right? All those guys who did all those ridiculously horrible things, you know, it really came back to bite them when you look at various people from, say, ECW and that kind of thing uh, and sort of the kind of wrecked legacy of guys committing suicide and dying early. It, it, we don't really, you know, the this to sound morbid, but the wrestling death thing 
really has seemed to slow down in recent years. And maybe that's lulling us all into this false sense of security of like, well, now we know better. Now we're going to be okay. Now we're not letting guys do chair shots to the head, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, it can never be forgotten that it's a very dangerous activity and it's more physical now. The demands of the physical are greater than they've ever been. And I got to say, the guys doing it are not, don't have bodies as designed to take impact. If that, I know that sounds crazy. But no, not like, at all. I mean, that doesn't sound crazy at all. And I think the only, I mean, the only thing that, you know, sort of saves them, if you will, to some extent, is they're not working the kind of, in general, not working the kind right. of schedule guys did in the territory days. Very, I mean, hardly anybody's Absolutely. working that kind of schedule anymore. Absolutely right. Fascinating. Um, who's our first guest going to be tonight, Larry? First up is Aja Pereira. And, wow. Uh, I, would expe- yeah. I would expect her to be calling in shortly. She's had undergone a somewhat of a change of personality here in Georgia, at least in action wrestling um, her last time there brought out a different side of her we had not seen before. So I'm curious to see what she's got to say tonight. Um, hopefully we'll be uh, hearing from her shortly here. You know, and as a reminder, um, the the state of wrestling speeches are going to be two minutes. Um, as soon as they start, I'll start the clock. I'm going to stay quiet. But with 15 seconds to go, I'll just give them a brief warning. I'll just say 15 seconds very lightly. Uh, at the end of that two minutes, we stop them, uh, and then we have a brief time to discuss. But on every 10-minute mark from 7.10, 7.20, hopefully, we're going to get to the next guest and uh, and march forward for the next hour plus and uh, get all our guests in, have a good discussion, and then get to the next one. That's the plan. So, And, of course, this is a work in progress. It's the first time we're doing it. So we'll see what comes out of it. But uh, I'm very excited to hear. That's for sure. So um, we hopefully we'll hear from Aja momentarily. If not, we have the second person in the lineup I see is already on the line. And we'll go to him if, um, yeah. and then come back to Aja if, if, if she doesn't call in here momentarily. And in case I don't have time to say it later, uh, thank you, Larry, for kind of indulging this idea of mine and really putting it together, lining up the guests, and um, hopefully, you know, the trains are going to be running on time. The fact that we have a, a backup already uh, tells me it's way better in your hands. I, I, I Thank you for that, but I want to thank all the, all the people who, who stepped up and said, yeah, I'll take a shot at this. I want to try this. Yeah, man. So, yeah, I mean, they're, they're making it happen here because um, – we needed, the, you know, we needed a, people who were, who were willing to willing to do it, so and we got them. You know, as they said in Fight Fight Club, that that uh, first monkey shot in space, right? <laughs> like uh, <laughs> it's not it's, it's not easy being that. So uh, you know, kudos to everybody who's going to speak. And of course, people are going to be overly critical and stuff. That's the nature of modern world. Um, but again, you got to admire the guts of the people willing to speak and uh, being the first to do it. I have a feeling they're going to be kind of pioneers in this thing, and then the next one. We'll have more and more people who want to speak, and I think that's absolutely wonderful. Uh, one thing I'm hoping happens, Larry, is that we have a, 
kind of a diversity of what people talk about. I'm, I'm down for people talking about themselves and their own careers, of course, but I'm hoping people well, address different things as well. So, yes, let's sir. Let's find out because we've got, we've got the Shine Nova champion on the line right now. Welcome to the Tipping Point, Aja Pereira. Hey. Aja. Hey. Awesome. Well, we know you're kind of under the gun time-wise, so are you ready? Would you like to get started? Whenever you're ready, just go into your – start your speech, and I'll start the timer. So, oh, ready? Yeah, yeah speech, uh, whenever you're ready. Okay, I'm ready. Um, yeah, my speech isn't about myself. I'm not, not going to put myself over. I'm going to speak on behalf of all creative talent in Georgia, and that is the state of wrestling in Georgia is the same as always. It's carny, and honestly, it's a bit of a cancer to those who want more, especially women, Ooh. but I don't have enough time to get into that. And it's not carny in the good way. It's not where we both work together to, to, you know, to make a profit and make money, but where talent's pushed down for a small monetary gain, but then you're supposed to have this undying loyalty. It's expected for you to be, you know, ready and willing just to be used up and then thrown away if you're not an indie darling. And it's one of the businesses, you know, where bullies and cutthroat are more so respected, but the people who actually want to work when I put in that effort, almost seen as a joke and taken that way in the booking sense and Every bit of the word in Georgia wrestling, um, if you don't follow the masses, if you're not part of that Good Brother Network, you're pushed out, you're ignored, you're you're buried in full term, you know, because you're just not following that scene that everyone else seems to be on because you're on your own wavelength. And really, to have artistic expression, we have to branch out and we have to find our own way, like myself for one. We have to almost go against the grain and then that, you know, when we – strangely want to be claimed but then the cycle even still tends to continue because then we do want to be used but you all expect you know well not you all but georgia wrestling in general expects you know oh let me bring you in for that good brother rate and it's like but were we good brothers you know or are you using me so in short mine is pretty to the point georgia wrestling needs to improve its way that we network we need to improve our homegrown talent. We need to believe in our homegrown talent and not when it's just a game for you, not when, you know, you can make money off of that person, but let's actually push our talent up, especially our women and come together and like, let's be the real carny business that we're supposed to be. That was amazing. Um, you're, you're under the two minutes and that's fantastic. Uh, Asha, I got to ask, is there anything anything that's happened recently that sort of sparked this? I gotta admit, I'm kind of knocked on my ass. I was not expecting you to say any of that. <laughs> um, what 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 is there something that's happened lately that's really inspired this? I mean, I know you've been wrestling for a while, and obviously yeah. the things you're talking about are as a result of what's happened over a while. But is there anything lately that sort of like tipped you over the edge? Yeah, recently. Um, recently, I did my first heel turn in action. And even within that, it was built around somebody else. It wasn't built around me. And not mm. that I need it built around me. I can get myself over, as I have proof. But it came, I, I mean, I'm sure you're all aware, for about a good solid three years, like, I really was not in Georgia. And that's not because I didn't want to be. It's because I just was not booked. Or if I was booked, there were reviews crapping on me when there were girls less trained, putting out less work. And I understand I had a long ways to go. I'm the first one to critique myself, trust, I, I date Freddie A. High. Of course we get our stuff critiqued, you know. And I understand that there was, it was a level that I had to achieve, but I just noticed, like, these people are put over, and they're not putting in any of the effort that I am. But then just to, like, cut the crap, I can go 
my fourth international tour, by the way, if people don't seem to know that. But I can go to Japan, get in good shape, which I was never in bad shape. I can come back, win a title under the Dirty In umbrella. People don't know if I'm contracted or not. I still won't dis- disclose that. And then that's when I want to be booked consistently. But what about when I was scratching and I was clawing and I was begging for opportunity? It's just, it's not fair to talk a spoiled brat because one thing that I always wanted was to be approved by my home state. Now I don't care. But this is for all those people who feel like they have to be approved by their state. And it's not fair. It's, it's not the good Carney. I'm down for Carney. But we need to all rise up together and really bring wrestling back to what it was in Georgia. Yeah, that's the part of the speech that struck me. And I know you have an opinion about it, Larry, but the part of the speech that struck me was you're not coming from a place of I tried in the state and I was rejected and I'm not. And so you're kind of speaking from underneath. You're someone who went away, really gained a great reputation. And then all of a sudden you're a different thing. It reminds me of the theater community in Atlanta a common critique of sort of the more prominent theaters in Atlanta is why are you hiring New York talent? Why are you making such a big deal about bringing these people in from New York when there's a whole vibrant theater community here in Atlanta and a lot of actors who want work, deserve work and need work. Why are you flying this clown in to work at the Alliance theater when there's somebody a stone's throw away who'd be willing to do it and, and honestly would benefit more from being, from getting pushed and getting the work. Right. Exactly. Realistically, I, I, um, I was doing, um, like I was going to New York and stuff like pretty early in my career and I wasn't ready. And I can openly say that, but imagine if I had been put in the storylines in Georgia, given the time in Georgia to fine tune myself, I could be a lot further along than I am now. We'll never know, but Georgia could have full credit for developing me. Now I can't give that to Georgia. You know, mm. it's, it's just a it's it's a cycle that should change. So, Aja, so are you saying this primarily then at the at the feet of the promoters for not not handling Georgia talent better than they're doing it? Is that who you're really targeting here? Um, I I'm targeting the whole system, the whole system. Okay. Because because to me, it's the bookers primarily because the bookers kind of dictate who in this term is over. No one is just – I mean, there's some few rarities. Like, A.C. Mack is talented. That guy's destined for stardom. He's been like that since the start. But it is rare and far in between where someone just pops up and is the next big, the next big thing, okay? I had to develop. But if you don't allow someone to develop, how do you know what they're going to be? And I put that at the booker's feet because if someone's coming to you like me who's like, hey – can I try this? And I'm being shut down. Can I try that? Not meeting me in the middle, not doing any of that. Just like, no, 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 no. And I know there's many others like myself. How are we supposed to get better? As well for fans, you know, fans get tired of seeing the same thing over and over and over again. And in tandem, you you can train fans. So if fans are just used to that, that's what they're going to accept. Yeah. Do you think the female talent is more subjected to that than the male talent or equally across the board? Ooh, great question. As a woman, way more. Because sex sales, and I don't care what anybody says, because not to name people, but I was here way longer, and because, you know, my butt wasn't hanging out, because I wasn't doing the cute little, oh, you know, I'm just this small little baby face gimmick, because I wasn't doing any of that. I was overlooked, and I've always wanted to be a workhorse, and that's what I strive to be, but because I was not going to subject myself to being overly sexualized, already more than what I am as a female, that kind of weeded me out. 
So for women, like, we almost have to already come in a certain way to be noticed. And people people put that antenna with respect, but that's not respect. That's being used up. And as a woman, we have to fight all those odds. And now 2019 and be a good wrestler, but, like, half these women weren't even allowed to be good wrestlers. So they have to start all the way over. So, like, luckily for someone like me, like, I've stayed consistent and trained and stuff, but it really puts women in such a bad place, especially when it's such a hotbed for, like, good female talent now. Well, Aja, way to set the bar. Way to set the bar, Aja. Um, I, 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 and this is being brutal and probably not fair to everybody else. Uh, I dare anybody to do better. I dare. I've been waiting five years for this. You have no idea. Oh, so great. Before before awesome. we let you go, where can we see where can we see you coming up? Uh, this weekend, I'll be at. Uh, I'll be at Tyrone for Action Wrestling. I make my WSU debut on Saturday. You know, we got to keep the up and up. Um, pretty much, I'm with Action Wrestling in Georgia, so just keep up with their dates, and you'll probably see me there. Rock cool. On. Well, thanks for coming on, and thanks for kicking ass, and thanks for giving us a lot to talk and think about. I'm sure people are going to be talking about this one for a while. Great job. <laughs> We're changing the game. Thanks, you guys, for having me. Thank right you. On. Lord, love it. Oh my God, that was fantastic. Well, that's, a, that's a whole show by itself, Larry. That's amazing. Off and, off and running. We got number yeah. two uh, in, in the lineup. On the line from Anarchy Wrestling. I don't know how to describe hey. this guy. He's been a ring announcer, hey, a manager, uh, a, 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 a terrible heel, but actually a pretty decent guy. Tristan Michaels, welcome. A terrible heel. You I mean, in the, in, the, in the good way, terrible heel. Okay. Terrible okay. heel. There we go. And Steve, I'll take you yeah. there, buddy. Oh, I love now, it. You. I was going to bitch out my girl, Aja, for taking what I was going to talk about. However, we can stop the clock now. My point of view, yes, as a new promoter, I have some of the great teachers helping me, getting me where I need to be. I'm looking at the promoting side. We all need to work together. A great man told me, there, this pie is big enough for everybody to have a slice. And a nice chunk, too. So, we all need to get on a fucking schedule here. I know, I'm sorry. No. But we all need to get on a schedule. We all need to sit down and say, hey, I'm running this day. Or I'm going to run this day. You can have this day. You can have this day. We don't need to compete. My main target, I'm not, like, I'm not going to say a name. There's one asshole that comes in my town and decides to run. He doesn't check in with us, see who's going to run against. He comes in, takes over the town, does not give a damn about the town, just wants to make money. But we need to start working together and start stop cutting each other from under. Work together, build up wrestling in Georgia. Work on getting it back to where it was. Back in the days of turnbuckle wrestling with Dusty Rhodes. Work on that instead of tearing each other down and try to cut each other's balls off. No more cutthroat. I know wrestling is going to be cutthroat regardless. It's a, it's a sh- shitty business, but I happen to love the shitty business. But we need to work together. Build up wrestling. Make money for all of us. And like me, like myself and David Manders, we have a good working relationship. 
No, am I no. the owner of Anarchy Wrestling? No. There's a massive creative head. But we work together, and other promotions need to start working like that. I'm done. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so, uh, gosh, such strong stuff, man. Um, is What about those that would contend to play counterpoint? It's, it's the wrestling cliche that competition is a good thing. What's your, what's your yeah. response to that? I do I do agree that competition is a good thing. However, not the competition that's going to put somebody out of business. Because this is people's money. This is what a lot of people feed their families with. I want to see competition, but not the competition where it's going to kill another promotion. So I don't know. I mean, you, did, you didn't name the asshole, but I'm, I'm guessing the asshole is Ricky Nelson for coming in and running like <laughs> once a year and, and then and then leaving. Um, and, and then, you know, I mean, he's not really a Georgia promoter, but he comes in maybe once a year, maybe twice. And it seems like it's always in Habersham County area. So um, he either runs I, against us or he runs against Bobby. Yeah. And it's, yeah. So he's not really a Georgia guy. I mean, I just wanted to differentiate that from the, from, you know, the, the Georgia promoters. Yeah. He's more like a, like a, you know, a carpet bagger, I guess you'd say. He's a buzzard. If uh, if you guys are running to play devil's advocate, if you guys are running every other week, and then Bobby's running the other two weeks, so is nobody supposed to ever run in that town? Not no, no. We have Fridays. We have Saturday. We have Sundays. We will stay the same Saturday because that's what we're known for: second and fourth Saturday. Yeah. And like gotcha. I just said. Build up our homegrown talent. I'm I'm all for getting our local guys, grabbing them, teaching them, building them up to where they need to be, and watching them fly away to something better. With the, uh, you, you mentioned that you're a new promoter, uh, and you have a lot of people teaching you. Um, obviously, you have some great people who have done it before and around you and that kind of thing. What's, uh, do you feel like that there's something that you're bringing that's a little different than everybody else, including your, your mentors and the people helping you as a promoter? Yeah. Do you think you have a different viewpoint? Because obviously your experience is unique in wrestling. Well, maybe a, a fresher standpoint, maybe a little bit more edgier. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's Steve, you, you know you love it. And Larry, you know you love it. Violence. I'm not talking sitting there with your mouth open, waiting to get a syringe stuck through. Right, Cooper? <laughs> Nothing like that. <laughs> Just like you mean like Brad Cash and uh, Logan Creed? That kind of? Bits. Not where his head's hanging with barbed wire wrapped around it. No, not that. Not that violent. But just more edgier. Now, am I ready to start booking shows? Hell no. I'm like nowhere near ready for that. But I'm talking getting people in. Like, I do yeah, have another okay. job. And I'm constantly telling people, hey, you need to come check this out. You need to come check this out. You need to come check this out. The last show that we ran, I had 20 new people in. Because I happened to look out in the crowd and it's like, oh, there's one, there's one, there's one, there's one. That's what I want. That's where my expertise is, bringing people in. 
right? And of course, PR. Tristan, why did you pick this particular topic, this particular angle? Like, is the, what, what was the inspiration? I mean, you don't have to name names, but obviously you feel very passionate about this. Where is this passion coming from exactly, if you had to pinpoint Be- it? Because I've, I've seen other things in the past where people were saying, this guy cut my legs out from under me. This guy's trying to ruin me. I don't want that for anybody. I don't want to see anybody go out of business. Because that's I I want everybody to get along. I know that's going to be a stretch for wrestling, but I want everybody to get along. And we can't do that with with us trying to keep, cut each other's balls off. That's damn near impossible. I just want everybody to work together. Like maybe once a hey, WWE has WrestleMania, why can't we have a super show? Have several different promotions each have one match. I would love to see that. And I'll, I'll go you one better. I, I might get in a little trouble for this, but I'm a, I'll even host it. Yeah. Or we have a big enough venue because God knows there's there's a lot of venues out there that are massive for all these shows to run in, like a super card. Man, such big stuff right off the jump. Larry, did you have any uh, last questions for Tristan? Hmm. So, just let me ask you: How do you think it's going so far? I mean, I know you had you 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 you've, you've I, what I saw when I was there is that you've got you as you just said you're developing a, a once again a new audience in Cornelia with a lot of new people coming in that that aren't part of the regular crew. Mm-hmm. Are you you satisfied with the way it's going so far for you? I'm I'm satisfied the way it's going, and I can only hope for more. I know because I well, want to. I want to get anarchy back to where it was. Back to the days of Wild Side and all that. I want to get that place rocking. And like I just said, our homegrown grown talent can do that. We don't fly in other, other big names. That might hurt us a little bit, but damn it, we're not going to do it. We have oh. talent there that we have developed. I do have one other question. It appears to me that Cornelia is not perceived by talent as the place to be as it once was. Your comment. I I can definitely see that because, I mean, we've got Southern Honor that are, that's doing great. I'm so happy for Gary Lamb. And we've got David Manners who's bringing Southern Pride to the next level. And I'm, like I said, me and David, Anarchy and Southern Pride have a great working relationship. And I'm happy for all that, but I want to get to where they are and some of the rest of the group. We want to get back to where they are. When we're having trouble, we're throwing seats out like, okay, you got to fucking stand. Enjoy the show. Yeah. That's where I want to be. And I want, I want my phone to be ringing off the hook. Hey, can you book me? Can you book me? Can you book me? That's what I want. Cause awesome. This, this puts money in my pocket. Well, I think it's an attainable goal, and I admire the fact that you're just putting it out there. Um, you know, uh, best of luck to you, and I think it's it's a wonderful challenge, but it's a challenge in the good sense of the word, and uh, it certainly sounds like you have the passion and that you're up for it, and uh, thank you for I'm, being I'm on and having it. a kick-ass speech, man. Thanks for having a kick-ass speech. It was great. 
And what, what, Steve, I miss seeing you around. Uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> hey, Kristen, well, before we, we, before we our, let you go, what do you got coming up out there in Cornelia? Up next, we got our big show, Highway to Hell. And then on April, it's either 13th or 14th. I'm just excited. My mind's going 90 to nothing here. We have Hardcore Hell, which will be broadcast live on Fight TV, as all of our big four are. Mm-hmm. So these are shows you are not going to want to miss. Fantastic. And our main well, event here okay. again, Double Jeopardy. Cool. Thanks, Tristan. In the cage. All right. Y'all have a good night. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yes, sir. Okay. Rolling right, rolling right along. We're joined now by the 2017 Georgia Wrestler of the Year, the one and only Gunnar Miller. Welcome to the Tipping Point. Hey, guys. How are y'all doing? Um, <laughs> I, I, I am waiting with bated breath. Uh, I'm doing great. I got I to gotta say, before, before you start speaking, and whenever you're ready, please just let me know, and I'll hit the clock, but... Uh, it's, oh, it's just great having you. It's just great having you on the scene again. It's just it's it's not the same without you. Um, and uh, it's just great to see your name pop up. It's great to see you making some noise. It's great to see you excited about your project. Um, you know your podcast, the sixty minute Broadway. Like it's just exciting to have you back, man. I, w- I was afraid you weren't going to be part of the stuff anymore, and it's better for you being a part of it. So I'm just glad you're back. So. Hey, first of all, hey, I miss you guys. First of all, I just want to say hello. I haven't been on here for a hello. No, <laughs> yeah, it's been a long, too long, way too long. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's, it's been it's, it's it's been a little lonely over here on my side. You know, I've just kind of been hanging out, laying low, um, trying to stay distant, um, ruffling a few feathers. You know, just doing my thing, just kind of hanging out. So, yes. good to hear you guys' voice. Yes, sir. Good to hear yours. Are are you ready, sir? So check this out. I'm not going to need two minutes, so that that's plenty. But um, I just want to say, first of all, thank oh. you guys for having me on before we get started. Um, but yeah, man, I'm ready when you guys are. Yes, sir. Go go for it when you're ready. All right, guys. So I spoke to you as Gunnar Miller, and I'm going to speak to you as the People's Captain of the 2017 Georgia Wrestler of the Year. I don't have much time, but I'm going to give you all the time that I do have. Okay, first of all, guys, thanks for having me on the show. Now let's get down to some business. I got a couple direct comments to get out, on my, get out of my mind right now. So the direct comments are going directly to the people that it should go to. However, there is a few comments that is just addressed to the majority of people, okay? So not the 5%, just the majority. And I'm going to title this State of the Union, State of Georgia, State of Wrestling. Uh, let's title it Gunnar Miller's Last Ten Fucks. Number one, fuck Scott Hensley. Number two, fuck the Scenic City Invitational. Number three, fuck Georgia Wrestling. Number four, fuck the promoters. Number five, fuck the bookers. Number six, fuck the workers. Number seven, fuck wrestling Twitter. Number eight, fuck wrestling school scams. Number nine, fuck intergender wrestling. And sorry, guys, you know I love you, but number ten, Fuck this podcast. <laughs> wow. 
Wow, wow, wow. Um, Man, I, is like obviously this is the way you felt about things um, for a while now, man. Steve? But, uh, is, has, yes. He's gone. He's out of here. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> I fucking love it. I, you know, I, um, uh, I don't want to get into a meta discussion about it. Uh, obviously, Larry, you and I are the only ones who can talk about it because Gunner gone. Um, it's, it's so funny. Like, I, I just think it's an interesting contrast with Tristan where it's, guys, we got to work together. But he's saying work together with definitely an edge on his voice, right? Mm-hmm. And it's always been my contention that the that that the idea of everybody getting along and working together is not only um, a pipe dream that cannot be attained; it is the very antithema of what pro wrestling is about. That it is not only not possible; it is not desirable. Um, you know what? People are going to go out of business, and you know what I say? Good. <laughs> because if if everybody, it, it, you know, it's it's participation trophy stuff. If everybody gets to run and everybody is successful, then nobody's very successful. That's been just that's just my opinion. That's been shown a million times over. Um, you know, everybody doesn't get to play. You know, um, and. Gunnar Miller, obviously, he's mad about all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, I'm glad he threw us in there, too, frankly, um, because, fuck it. Like, if you're going to go against the system, which is what Aja talked about especially, right, it's not, it's not about the promoters. It's about the system as a whole, which the promoters are an important part. But – and clearly Gunner is in many ways a man alone and uh, what a fucking statement. I just fucking love it. You're <laughs> so I, I did want to ask him to expound on this, on the wrestling school scams, but I guess we, you know, don't have that opportunity. Uh, you know, I, I said this the other day, which was, and I mean, I'll just put it out here. Gunner has inspired me uh, to be bluntly honest, as I always am, but I haven't really addressed this before. Um, you know, there's always been this sort of party line that you need to get trained by a reputable trainer. But let's, I'm going to just say this. I'm going to be as brutally honest about this as I can be. Um, the places that have put out the majority of the best talent are shit schools. And the reason for that is not because there's some inverse relationship between a shitty training equals great wrestler, but because it ultimately boils down to the student themselves. Is the smartest student in college right now at Harvard, Yale, MIT, whatever? Maybe. But maybe the smartest college student is at just like a regular also-ran state school. One does not necessarily have to do with the other. And well, no. I think until, until wrestling students themselves realize they make their own luck, there's no magic pill. And I will agree with Gunnar Miller in principle that wrestling schools themselves are a bit of a scam because their, in, their implied promise is 
we give you a leg up on the wrestling business. The amount of the number of schools that do that, you can count on one hand worldwide. The rest of them are living a bit of a lie and living on the coattails of their students who have happened to make it because of who they were, not because of exclusively what they learned in a wrestling school. There, that's my big statement. So, whew, man, who is next? Bring them on, bring them on. Boy. Well, I'm, uh, <laughs> next up is C-Nick, and I'm looking to see if he is in the queue, and he is not in the queue. So let me see if I can roust him here. Roust? Nicely done. Love it, love it. Man, oh, man. Three strong speeches, three very different speeches, not just in sort of tone and tenor and style, but on very different subjects, very different takes. I I think everybody's basically talking about the same diamond, but they're certainly talking about different facets of that diamond and uh, very powerful stuff, very passionate speeches. And, um, yeah, I'm not setting up the next person too much. <laughs> yeah, not, not too but... So what do you, what but, do you think? Uh, do you think we, do you think we see, go, he, he's not here to answer the question. Do you think we see Gunner in the ring in 2019? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think it's clear that that's going to happen. Um, and, and you know what? I think it kind of needs to happen. I think if it's this thing where he, he waits too long, for whatever reason, I think if this stretches into 2020, it's not nearly as interesting. Uh, we've seen many examples in wrestling of somebody who manages to get a great deal of heat and interest um, out of the ring that it isn't capitalized. You know, we talk about timing a lot on this show, a lot, and timing matters. And I'm not saying it has to be in a Georgia ring. I'm not saying it has to be for, you know, one of the promotions in question or even one that he's worked before. But I think at some point to truly capitalize, put it this way, I think Gunnar Miller's thing is bigger than his podcast, whatever that ends up being. I think that guy, um, he's one of those guys that's just impressive to see live. And it would be a, it was a, it would be a disservice to wrestling fans. And more importantly, I think to himself, if he doesn't step into a ring and do it sometime in the next, what, where are we talking about 2019? We're talking nine months, right? I, I don't, I don't think that's too much to ask, assuming he's of the good health to do it. And in a right. situation where he's comfortable going in. So. Okay. We got seen, we got seen Nick ready to go here. Yes, sir. I, I never know how to introduce this guy. Just like you know, last time. I mean, he's a, an uh, announcer, manager, play-by-play announcer, ring announcer, wrestling entrepreneur, whatever you want to call him, he's seen Nick. <laughs> You're up, man. Hey, how are y'all? Welcome. Good. Good, man. Good. Yeah, you just you let me know when you're ready to rip. Um, if there's anything you want to talk about beforehand, we're certainly willing to do that. So you you guide us, please. Oh, definitely. Um, oh, man, what do I what, what do I talk about? Um. First, is when I mentioned Gunnar Miller, as you were saying, to your point, that man is money, absolute gold. Um, 
just and, and also too from a working perspective, awesome human being in the ring and out, um, true professional. Whenever he decides to come back, it's going to be gold. It's going to grab attention. It's going to eyes are going to be on him. He has an it factor that's rare to capture in wrestling. And I'm just hoping for the best form. Um, other thing, managers in wrestling. You know, we're not. It's not too many of us, and I hate that it seems like it's a lost art. It's one that gets ignored. And granted, it comes to Georgia. Yes, we have. You know, Jeff G. Bailey, um, Joseph Brock, but you know, I can't really think of any that really notable making you know making a mark out there and it just it it makes me kind of upset because that's something I grew up always seeing manager manager represent the client the client got over that way a lot of guys don't know how to talk and also if you go back to Paul Ellering you also had a manager that knew how to market knew how to just be real creative with the character um, behind the scenes. And I think that's missing as well. And not to toot my own horn, that's something I really want to implement and do in wrestling. I almost got blown up even saying that. <laughs> so this is something that I think the lost artist missing. And I think it's something that should be valued and appreciated. We have, there are some circles of guys that think that managers taking their spot. No, no one's taking the spot. They're trying to help him keep his spot. And I just wish people would think of it in that mindset and say, okay, this person's here to help me, not take away from me. And, you know, going back to the thing that I did with Duke Drozzi up in Tennessee, that got 13. over people and best that people liked it. But yeah, that's all I was gonna say. <laughs> cool. What What do you credit, uh, or who do you blame for the fall? Because I'll say this, and Larry, you can back this up, and and Nick, you as well. I, I think there was a time where, and it's a similar thing that I, you know, when I said like there shouldn't be uh, an announcer of the year, and and people got very upset. Uh, like that was good. Like people felt very passionate about that. But at the same time, my argument remains the same, and I think it happened to managers years back, which was um, somebody's girlfriend, somebody's friend, uh, a fan in the first row, um, a guy who just happened to hang around all got to be managers once the door swung wide open in a lot of ways. That's good. Right. Cause then people who otherwise would not have gotten an opportunity, especially, you know, from marginalized categories, right. They right. get a shot. But then the flip is, well, if everybody, if, you know, as they, to paraphrase the Incredibles, if everybody's super, then nobody is Right. If right. all it takes to get into a wrestling ring and be a manager is I'm such and such as girlfriend, I'm the old guy who hangs around, um, quality is inevitably going to dilute, and then the role of the manager is going to be. So do you, do you think that's what happened more, or do you think it's a case of, you know, the managers are taking a spot, I don't need a manager, I can talk. Like, what's, 
what's the mentality that's kind of killing off the manager? I think if I go percentage-wise, I think 70% of what you first said about if someone girlfriend, someone friend in the crowd, I think that's what really killed it off. Another 30% being, you know, guys thinking it's going to take their spot. And it's unfortunate you have people that don't want to seek the training or really pay the dues, so to speak, that get into it. And really, honestly, sometimes it has been times where people may have been okay, but for the most part, they're the equivalent of a ring post. They add nothing. And, you know, that's the unfortunate part. That's the part we got to fight against. Let, let, let me, I'd like to ask you your opinion on this, uh, Nick. It, you know, it seems to me that part of the issue is that there's like no um, career path, if you will, for managers in wrestling, since so few are used at the higher level. I think of um, a very good manager we had in Georgia several years ago, Kevin Pierce, was really oh, good, yes. and then he, he went to refereeing. So how much yeah. of it is that just people that are could be talented or talented managers just don't see any reason to be a, try to be a manager? And you know, and I and I understand that as well. It's just not it's not a in or popular thing. I mean, we go back to let's say eighties, nineties, all you had were managers. And slowly but surely that died off, um, for whatever reason. Or because there's just too too damn many. Um and independent wrestling, this you know, no matter what anyone says, everyone watches WWE. They wanna mimic a little bit of that product where they want to admit it or not. So if they're not popular, they're not a lot of managers in WWE, they're not going to be a lot of managers in an independent scene, period. And that's a harder career path, as you said, and they either go to refereeing or just become full-fledged wrestler. Yeah, I, I, you know, I just thought of this, and I don't know if it's true or not, but it's interesting to put out there. Maybe managers don't matter as much because there was a time where, wrestling was built on the individual star. So it behooved you if a guy couldn't talk to give him somebody who really could and somebody who could generate heat. But when in the nineties, when it shifted to, it's about, it, it doesn't matter who the star is. They're chanting ECW like sort of that mentality, right? Uh, It's about the WWE. It's the WWE universe. Like it's not individual fans. Like, what are the name of individual Seth Rollins fans? I don't know. <laughs> like, but I sure know WWE Universe because they shove it down my throat. And then so if the promotion matters and individual stars don't, and I'm not saying they don't, I'm just saying that's the mentality of promotions. If that's the case, then managers are superfluous, right? Because it's like, because if, if you see individual wrestlers as interchangeable and not uh, vital, how the hell are you going to see their mouthpieces vital? Yeah. And I can see that. Um, my thing is, like, it's strange, even in the era now where you, you would think that people could really market themselves, talk, to just not doing that. Or it would be a direct copy of what someone else is doing, which is, like, to me, it's a huge no-no. You never stand out if you're not if you're straight up copying someone, you can take from someone else, but you got to innovate and make it your own. Um, and we just have that era where there's still that case. Once again, you know, not looking at the large and life characters like on the rock or anything like that, that who could talk, 
we're getting that 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 term now where people really can't speak anymore. I mean, granted, let their actions speak, blah blah blah. But I think they have that extra edge, the extra heat. That manager really could help, and that's something that's been so absent for a, a long while. It's one of those things, absence makes the heart grow fonder. You add that element, you know, you have success right there. You have attention on your guy. You have attention, you know, on the profit as well because they want to see what's going to happen next. It just adds to the story another layer. But, you know, there's something, honestly, for me, it's been a challenge, but it's something I'm working on. I'm, in, I'm enjoying the challenge, actually. Well, 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 Nick. Uh, thanks where, a lot, where Nick. Can we, where can we see you coming yes, up, please? Oh wow, um, <laughs> I'll be at Kapow Wrestling on March 30th, I believe. Um, WrestleMania week, I'll be in New Jersey. Can't disclose the promotion yet because they're waiting, you know, to reveal everything. But I just put it this way: I'll be in the match. For whatever reason, people want to see me get beat up, so I'll be in the match. And um, <laughs> after that, I have um, XMWA, I have Bandit Wrestling, and I have Total Aggression Pro and Cornelia. Cool. Right and on, that's man. just April. <laughs> so I'm trying to make managers matter by, you know, get these I get these bookings, and I'm like, wow, cool, okay. Let's just keep it going. I just want to be able to give back, help the biz as much as I can. Well, thanks for being on, Nick. Appreciate it. No, I appreciate y'all. Thank you so much. Yeah, take care. All right, bye. Rolling along. And we got, uh, probably got our hands full with the next one. It's Mr. Uh, Real GPW himself, Daryl Morris. Welcome to the show. Rock it out, Daryl. Good evening, Mr. Larry Goodman, Mr. Stephen Platinum. Thank you for letting me come on to your show tonight. Uh, really looking forward to letting you guys know what is going on in the real GPW. So when does my time uh, – my time starting right now, I guess, is my question. Yes, sir. Whenever you're ready, rock it out. Well, the first thing I want to talk about on this podcast is that Mr. Larry Goodman, you owe me an apology. Mr. Stephen Platinum, you owe me an apology. First off, man, you know, Mr. Goodman, you write up a, a, a full page, it looks like, about the real GPW that came out on March the 9th, the show, and you want to talk about how I've got the worst splash you ever saw in wrestling or there's ever been. That was your opinion. You need to stick to writing what you know. In the end, Daryl Morris pinned Logan Chase the third, and I was a winner. That's all you need to write. Mr. Stephen Platinum, about two years ago, you spoke and said that Georgia Premier Wrestling, when you were talking about fans and how many people were drawing, you said, well, Georgia Premier Wrestling really doesn't count when you look at numbers because they don't have any competition. Let's fast forward two years think we have a little competition, and our numbers are bigger and better than ever. So both of you owe me an apology, but we'll get to that later. The thing of it is, those Johnny-come-latelys that you guys want to talk about all the time, they both have rode my shirt tail or my coattail, that being Mr. Matt Griffin with Action Wrestling, 
comes to my shows all the time, tries to steal this, steal that, even begs me to come help him on his shows. I bring him a ring last weekend. What thanks do I get? None. He thinks everybody else in wrestling except for who? Daryl Morris. So you know what? Don't let my kindness be your weakness. So, Mr. Matt Griffin, we're through. You, I understand he's coming on. He's a nobody. Like I said, there's nobody compared to the real GPW. And if you'll come out on March the 23rd, we'll show you what we mean. We are the greatest. We're the greatest stable. We're taking over wrestling. I welcome competition. I grow from competition. So anytime anybody wants to come in and run just on March tonight, we had Chris five miles down the road. Tyson Dean nice. at Sequoia High School. Guess what? We drew 400 people. So we are the greatest promotion. I'm the greatest promoter. I am the greatest everything in wrestling has ever been. And you know what? Mr. Woody wow. is on his way out the door, and I will be taking it over. And that's what I got to say tonight. You have any questions? Wow. Larry, um, I, do you want to pony up an apology first? <laughs> I think well, I'm certainly not going to apologize about that splash. It was one of the worst ones I've ever seen, if not the worst one I've ever seen. So no apologies there. But maybe an apology for not giving Georgia Premier its due over time because they certainly have been uh, doing extremely well in 2019, and there's just no two ways about that. No, we are doing great, not well. Great. Thank you, sir. What, what's what's the plan going forward? Um, do, do you anticipate much larger crowd? Like Gary Lamb has been very specific about his uh, crowd targets that he's trying to hit for the next few shows, that kind of thing. Are you what what do you have in mind? What do you have planned as far as the you know, crowds goals the, that you the want? The crowds to hit? will be. The crowds will come because they want to see great wrestling. They want to see a great mind like Daryl Morris. I'm not out here going to throw a number. Oh, I need to get 500 people this show. I need to get 600 people this show. You know what? I don't worry about how many people are coming in the show because I know what I'm doing. I don't have to go and impress people with numbers. I just do the numbers. I do the wrestling. I show people what real wrestling is about, and they come flocking in. Why do I care about what your the gentleman you named uh, is doing down the road? Why do I care what Matt Griffin's doing? All I worry about is what Daryl Morris and the real GPW is doing. Clearly, are you going to give your apology, Mr. Platinum, or what? Well, I will say after listening to you, um, the word "sorry" does come to mind, but I got to say, like. You've done a great job of, uh, and I mean this is not this is not a slight on Woody, but I think GPW went from being a promotion that was regarded as Woody's thing. It would always draw between 125 and 200. Um, it would always do well. It would be a good proving ground for guys to a promotion that gets attention where people feel compelled to go and interested to go instead of going out of some sense of obligation, which I would say that was the case three or four years ago, and it is no longer the case. Clearly people want to go to those shows. Um, and so you're to be commended for that most certainly. Um, you, you say you don't care about numbers, but isn't the truth that 
everybody does to an extent, whether that's David Manders undercutting his own numbers for whatever his purposes are. I, I mean, the numbers do matter, right? I mean, like, I, I, I understand that you're taking a strong stance, but they do matter, right? That is the look, score. Look. Is that the score? That's the scoreboard, is it not? Look, look. Numbers matter. Numbers mean you can put on a show and not worry about losing money. Numbers yeah. matter. But what I say is I don't worry if it's going to be, oh, let me beg my fans to come so I can get 500 people in. I'm not begging anybody. I'm going to show them gotcha. a great show. I'm going to give them a great story. I'm going to give them great wrestling, and they will come. You know, it's just like build it and they will come. I build it. They will come. Hey, I give Woody a lot of credit. He taught me over the years. But you know what? It's time with out with the new or out with the old and in with the new. And I am the new generation, and I am the one that's going to keep the real GPW talking about for years to come because I am that great. Man, so what, what do you guys have coming up? Please tell us, tell us how people can see you and what's coming up for you. Saturday, March 23rd, this weekend. At 4568 Cumming Highway, Canton, Georgia, we're going to have a couple of Hall of Famers there. You guys might know them. They call themselves the Rock and Roll Express. You know, they're okay. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're not the real GPW. They're not my stable. But hey, you know, we sometimes give the fans a little bit of what they want. So they'll be there. But you know what? When people leave, they won't be talking about. Ricky and Robert, they'll be talking about Daryl Morris and his greatness and his great stable and how he runs wrestling and how great of a mind he has. So come out Saturday night starting at 730. Doors will open at 630. You better get there early because parking is the problem because you're going to see the greatest show in Georgia. Thank you. It's been your pleasure. Thank you, Mr. Morris. You're welcome. I think I got the trains running on time again, Larry. So, yes. <laughs> well, as uh, Mr. Darrell mentioned, we are going to have Matt Griffin on, and the Action Wrestling Promoter is next. Welcome, Matt Griffin. Hey, thanks for having me, and thanks for letting Darrell speak right before me so he could go ahead and, uh, and trash my mood so that I might as well throw what I wrote down out the window. Nice. Uh, that could be a great thing, Matt. Um, I'm, I'm, I am eager to hear what you have to say. Just let us know when you're ready to rock. Sure, sure. Uh, tell me when. Yes, sir. Ready, set, make it happen. Well, you know, I was going to talk about how, you know, similar to Tristan, there is a big enough piece of the pie. We can all work together. Uh, I was going to talk about how Action Rob Benefit shows, and we're proud of that. We've raised thousands of dollars, and that's the whole focus of our promotion. I'm not putting money in my pocket. I'm actually taking it out to run these benefit shows. So it really fires me up when I hear Daryl Morris trying to claim that he's not only the best wrestling promotion in Georgia, but the be-all, end-all, sun and stars of Georgia because, you know, it was – Woody's promotion. Woody, as everybody knows, is the one who put GPW on the map and is keeping it on the map. But anyway, uh, I do think that independent wrestling is hot right now in Georgia. And I'll bring up, I don't know, it's kind of been discussed. Um, Platinum, you've kind of talked about it a little bit. Uh I think that the biggest draw to in wrestling right now are the promotions itself. Um, And it is not 
an issue. There's, there's, whether you have a manager on the show or not is, is not an issue. Uh, whether you get, when you get the fans in attendance, you may have individual guys in independent wrestling that are draws on subsequent shows, but I don't think many guys are draws on their first shows. I think what is a draw in independent wrestling now in Georgia is when you put on a quality product, you are able to get those fans to come back. And what I've seen is I have fans who are bringing friends. I have somebody who will come, and then the next show they'll bring a friend, they'll bring, their, uh, they'll bring their kids. I think that's what needs to happen uh, promotion-wise. Uh, you need to go ahead and do good works in the community, and that's what will help you draw. You kind of hit on the other day that the successful promotions are the ones that like their fans, and I think that's pretty accurate. Sir, I got in. I got five seconds in under the wire. Sorry, Daryl fired me up. <laughs> uh, Matt, you know, I, I think action gets. I'm just going to say this. I'm going to say it out loud. I think action gets labeled unfairly as the third horse in a three horse race. I don't think you guys are running the same race as the other guys. I don't. I think. I think your your goals are different. Not just in terms of the charity work, I think you're built for the long haul. Like I, I have no doubt that, you know, as long as you're willing to do it, that action will run, you know, indefinitely. I don't know that about Gary Lamb. I don't know that about GPW. I don't know that about almost anybody, but I just get the feeling that the stakes are different for you. Is that, is that, fair to say i mean i know you're probably loath to sort of slight anybody but it just feels like it's it's a much more it's beyond just a, your ego <laughs> to put it bluntly that it's not no, a, no, anything no, a reflection of a vanity promotion when it comes to your thing well you know i don't think that you're necessarily slighting anybody i think that what matters is is what draws uh because if you have fans paying to see your product, uh, no matter what it is, whether it's kind of an old-school Southern promotion like we have in the state or kind of a, a, a storytelling promotion which we have in the state, uh, whether it's something flashy uh, or, you know, I just go for, just like the name says, in-ring action. I describe it to fans who aren't wrestling fans as it's kind of like watching a live-action movie in person. Whatever draws is what's going to be successful. If that's that's whatever draws is what is the right answer. So, you know, if Southern Fried is able to put 600 people in a building, having a cage match that's a war game style cage match is the right answer. Uh, you know, uh, if you've got multiple promotions in Canton and they're both drawing successfully, so both of them have the right answer. Um, as And as far as um, you might, I, I, I feel like everybody in, Wrestling has to run somewhat for their ego. I mean, I get an ego boost by sending Fred Yehi and AC Mack to have a match WrestleMania weekend. I get an ego boost off of that. I get an ego boost when I have talent who books something, uh, you know, is, is on, uh, uh, has a WWE appearance, you know, even if it's just a squash match because that still means a lot. It, you still have to put a lot of work to get in there. That's where I get, I think, my ego boost from, and, you know, I, I am somebody who loves to run benefits for nonprofits, uh, and I, I get an ego boost off when 
I'm writing the check out and I'm handing over, uh, you know, when I'm handing over a thousand dollars to buy, buy toys for toys for tots and I'm having an honest conversation with the uh, retired Marine officer who's running it, that's an ego boost for me. So, yeah. At the, but at the same, at the same time, I want to be seen in a lot of places. I have built myself for the long haul because I have tried to build very grassroots. Um, I, I do, I do posters. I, I do community work. I just had the town of Tyrone pay me uh, three days ago to put on a show. It was a sold show for the town of Tyrone that the check to put on the show came in on from a bank account in the name of the town of Tyrone. So that's what, that's what I've wanted. I've wanted to make something. Um, I mean, this is going better than I could have dreamed because I wanted to be in the communities. Uh, I have two high school shows coming up and uh, in one of them's in Fayette County and then I'm opening in Coweta County next month in April. So those are kind of been my goals. And, you know, if you're able to put on good shows and have people see it, I, I don't want to just have a show and then it ends at the end of the night and then you're on to the next show. I want people to be able to go back and see everything that I've done. And that's why I'm happy with our relationship with uh, independent wrestling TV. Well, and I think, I think you've done something um, important, which is to be part of the conversation. I think if you're not in the conversation, you don't matter. And again, people get mad and, you know, people from different parts of Georgia who feel like they're underrepresented. Well, what the fuck do you want? I, I, you, get, you get two minutes on the only podcast that matters that talks about Southeast wrestling, who's offered open forum, fucking talk about your shit, talk about whatever you want. You're underrepresented. Come talk about it. But do they come and talk about it? I think at the end of the day, there are people who are comfortable and people who are risk takers. And just like we're, we're finding out there's have and have nots. We're finding out there's ones that truly love their fans and the ones that don't really. And, and those consequences are coming about. I think the other one we're going to have is there's the people who are, who would rather stay home and bitch <laughs> about not being seen than risk being heard. And I think that's, that's also going to weed itself out. Yeah. When, when you stay at home though, and you are a big fish in a very small pond, I mean, you're, you're taking no risks. It's easy to go ahead and be that Monday morning quarterback because there's no consequence. You're, you know, during my wrestling career, I'll, I'm fully open with the fact that I wasn't, a, wasn't a very athletic wrestler, but somehow I was able to wrestle in 15 States. Larry saw me for years. Uh, I wrestled guys who were names. Uh, I was able to, to do enough to get put in the ring with them. So I, I like to describe it as I didn't know how to wrestle, but I did know how to work. So yeah. I was aware of that. There's a lot of guys who, don't know how to wrestle and don't know how to work either, but they're more than happy to go on, uh, you know, on social media and type something out about how bitter they are. Yet they don't come to a show. They don't offer to help out. They don't, you know, I, it, it's easy to send an email, but on my December 7th show, I basically uh, told uh, my partners, Scott Hensley and Dylan Hales, that everybody who shows up, who's, who's competent, is going to get is going to get a match. Um, I had a no show. I was able to put a guy from North Carolina in with AJ Gray, and I was able to put some guys who came to the show. Uh, I know GP1C probably thought I was mad at them at first because I was like, "Hey, you guys got your stuff? Come on!" Because it was you know about an hour to show time, and I was like, "Hey, I'm going to let everybody who came with their gear work." And I was serious. There were some guys who begged me for bookings, and I you know it's like, "All right, show up." And 
had they been there, they would, there's, there's some names in particular would have, would have gotten a shot. Um, you can see that I take the scramble seriously. My first uh, scramble, James Bandy got over. Now he's, he's becoming a main guy for me. He just uh, yeah. earlier this month debuted at Southern Underground Pro in Nashville, and he got to wrestle Nick Iggy, and he got over there, and it's probably going to end up going back there. Um, you know, if he doesn't take the chance to message me and say, all right, I'm not going to come in for a guarantee. I'm going to come in just for a scramble spot, but that got him a singles match, which I'm very proud of the fact to say that Larry said he was not looking forward to, and it was a good match. Got another match. <laughs> and then that never happens if he doesn't show up. I mean, it's easy to sit and, you know, I love Bob Evans. Mess, do what Bob Evans says, message promotions. But Bob Evans also says you need to go ahead and get out there and make yourself of service. And, you know, not everyone is willing to do certain things. It's easy to stay in a small area and never travel outside it. But I'll be honest, and this is an absolute subtweet pot shot, there's no fucking way I'm going to be taking wrestling advice from somebody who's been in the business for five minutes and wants to go yeah. ahead and uh, – that is an absolute subtweet. Oh, okay. We got to, we got to, unfortunately we got to call time because there was a, I, you, what you're talking about is also an interesting counterpoint to what Aja was talking about, about Georgia promotions, not appreciating and pushing their own talent, but that's going to have to be a conversation for another day. Thanks. Thanks for coming on. Thanks and I for know coming you got, on, Matt. I got a show Friday night. Uh, I got, I'm going to give my plugs real quick. Friday night, March 22nd in Tyrone at Sandy Creek high school, 730. Uh, I did have a cancellation. AC Mack is going to be wrestling in a non-title match, but the main event is going to be Fred Yehi and Eric Royal in a Falls Count Anywhere match. I have O'Shea Edwards and James Bandy, Slim J, Bobby Flacco. I have Jaden Newman and Kane Justice versus the Carnies. And uh, April 26th, I have Ian Sharpsburg at East Coweta High School. I've got Bobby Flacco versus his trainer, A.R. Fox. Thanks, man. Yes, sir. Thanks, Thanks, Matt. All right. Next up, the ringleader of the new era. We're joined now by Mr. David Ali. Welcome to the Tipping Point. Oh, boy. Hi, David. Fucking excited, man. Yes, sir. Yes, we can. You just tell me when you're ready and you let her rip. Okay, two minutes, huh? <clears throat> um, I, I came in on the, the tail end of that, and uh, I, I guess that has – that goes in with a lot of, about what I'm about to say, I guess. Um, the state of wrestling in general is – in a great place right now, I honestly believe. Um, more people now think that wrestling is cool versus thinking that wrestling is is fake or hokey or cheesy or whatever uh, they would call it. Right now is, is the time for anybody who thinks they have what it takes to perform in front of a good number of people to, to come out and prove that they can because there's so many different opportunities now versus when whenever I was younger and I was watching wrestling on TV. A lot of people think that I'm really young, but I'm actually 31 years old. 
And when I was younger in a small town, there was no way to learn how to wrestle. There was no way to, like, figure out how to wrestle or, or even how to, how to do any of this. It was just a big secret. It was almost like how to become a movie star in some sorts. Like, there was, it was just an improbable thing to do. But now there's so many different avenues. And in Georgia alone, there's, there's three schools that are just pumping out new talent alone. So I would say the the state of wrestling in general is great, especially with uh with different different shows and promotions of uh, pushing newer talent that are coming in and talent from the indies getting getting shots on television. But yeah, fifteen. I would have to agree with some of the. I'm sorry. No, fifteen seconds. Do your thing. Oh, okay. Well, I would have to say that uh, I would have to agree with Aja that the state of wrestling in Georgia is not that great as far as like pushing homegrown talent. Um, there could be other ways to, to improve on this, but as far as like other promoters are concerned, it's just not probable as far as it seems. Uh, there's no real clear direct answer whenever these questions are asked. And I would what, like to what see... do you think? I mean, like what's, what's a concrete example of, Georgia talent, uh, a Georgia talent not being pushed that should be? Well, I wouldn't necessarily say push, but I would say more along the lines of just giving an opportunity. So not necessarily yeah. push, but, like, just, just a good opportunity. Um, especially, like, and I know that it becomes hectic when you are a booker and a promoter and a booker and a promoter and the same person, and you have so many people coming up to you left and right, trying to get on a show or trying to get a spot of some kind. And it's difficult to weed out, like, who's good and who's not good. Um, but sometimes, and I've seen this a lot with, like, especially some of the, the women that are coming up now, is that, like, they've tried, like, uh, a lot. And I know a lot is just so vague and saying, like, how much is the person trying? But, I mean, like, they're spending, like, all of their money, all of their hard-earned money like trying to travel here and trying to travel there to see a promoter, to see his face, to meet to meet him, to shake his hand, to possibly like get a yes or a no, and to be met with no response or a try again next time is mm-hmm. it, it can be a, a little more concrete as far as like the response that we're getting. If we're not some if we're not somebody that you would like to see against like your Freddie High or somebody who's a name, well, what is it that we aren't, that we're missing in for, as far as your concern that is not allowing us to be, like, booked in a certain way? And yeah. it's hard because, like, you don't really get that. You just get, like, a, you get either no answer or you get, like, an abrupt answer that doesn't even leave you wanting to either change or even continue wrestling, and that's not fair. So, so the state of wrestling for you is good, Yet for talent, it's harder than it needs to be. Is that is is that a decent sum up of what you said? I would say so. Yes. Yeah. And Larry, I'm sorry um, you're going to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, it seems to me, David, you're somebody who is working hard to try to get shots in different places. So you're you know you know whereof you speak. You're not somebody who's just sitting at right. home waiting for the phone to ring. Exactly, and and I'm and. I'm not saying that I'm somebody who's like desperately like not getting any opportunity. I am so, I'm so grateful for the opportunity that I have gotten so far, 
was working with Dylan, Matt, who was, I don't know if he's still on the phone or not. Um, Matt working with, uh, with all these people in Georgia, I've gotten to work majority of the Georgia team, um, especially with Todd at Southern Fried and, and Rick Michaels. But there are a lot of people that I see that I work with that are really good and that, that have the ability to be a main event talent or go up against a main event talent in a way of showing what they have. And they just don't get that opportunity. They're just used as enhancement talent. That isn't any bad way to be, but when you have somebody that could be a star, but you don't think they're a star just because of whatever opinion you may have or opinion you may think others may have isn't really fair to somebody who's out here putting their heart on the line. But, I mean, that's also like a a personal view versus a, a business view. Got you. I, I oh like no, so but that, I mean talent. that's that's that that's that's the perspective that you're thinking and, and speaking from. It's totally legitimate. Um, where where can we find you, David? Where are you where are you going to be working soon? Um, this weekend the summit is going to be Southern Honor Wrestling in Canton, Georgia. It's going to be me and a triple threat with my guy Lee Johnson, the New Era, going up against Sunny Days. And not only am I going to go up against Sunny Days Saturday or Friday, excuse me, but Wednesday tomorrow, tomorrow in Valdosta, I'm going to get my oh. first chance at Sunny Days. That's right. I'm putting the Spinebuster Championship on the line against Sunny Days in a hardcore match. So that's where you can nice. find me this weekend. Cool. Right on, man. We'll keep doing the do, and thank you for asking for your time, and uh, thanks for being a part of this, man. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it as well. Have a good one, guys. You too. Yep. There's the train pulling in. I think I got us back on track. Larry, are we ready? We're down to the last guy here. Yes, sir. Last but not least. Not least at all. Scenic City's own Scott Hensley. Hey guys, thanks sure. so much for having me. Absolutely, sure. Scott. You got to be. I gotta, I'm going to ask you a question before you get started, and you got to be honest with me. All right. Did you think that we were actually going to get you on at 8:20? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I actually do have faith in you guys now. Um, you know, it's it's pretty close here. You guys are uh, running a pretty tight ship. Is uh, is Clint Stevens there? Is he keeping time for you guys? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure if Roddy writes this up, he'll say the first speech was the best one until the second one, and then that was the best one, and then the third one was the best one after that. So <laughs> there's always that. So, Scott, whenever you're ready to rock, man, you know, take us home, Daddy. All right. So I, I will do uh, pure promotion here. We do have two uh, really cool things coming up uh, for Scenic City Wrestling. Uh, we do have East Ridge High School on uh, April the 27th. Um, we have the Scenic City Showdown. It's the first time we've ever done this. Um, everybody asks, what's the concept? You know, is it a tournament? Is it all matches one way? Is it one big match? What is it? And uh, to tell the truth, when we started putting it together, we didn't really know what the theme was, but we knew why we were doing it, and that was 
to showcase more of the people that we want to use in the future and just to uh, sort of introduce people uh, to this area and uh, to get some kind of a background for them when we use them in bigger spots and to sort of try to be able to tell stories. So um, on top there, we've got uh, the Rumble winner, AC Mack, versus your Invitational winner, Joey Lynch. Uh, we've got O'Shea Edwards versus one of my absolute favorite guys to ever work with, and that's Vordell Walker. Um, it doesn't get much more extreme or intense than Vordell Walker. Um, newcomer Bobby Flacco versus Nick Iggy. A four-way with Kerry Offal, Brett Eisen, James Bandy, and Mr. Brickster. Benjamin Carter versus Kevin Koo. Uh, Jaden Newman versus Warhorse Jake Parnell. And then I just announced Team Tag will take on Cabana Man Dan, Matt Griffin, and their third partner, Superstar Bill Dundee. So, wow. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, then finally, we do have the uh, Sync City Invitational that we've already started plugging on uh, for August 2nd and 3rd for uh, Saudi Daisy High School. We're back where uh, we were last year. They were great hosts and uh, already announced AC Mac. And uh, last night we announced B-Boy, uh, which was a pretty big surprise to a lot of people. Um, so we've got some more surprises, and we've got a lot of guys that uh, are from this area that we really just want to showcase. Right on. Holy moly, look at the two minutes. <laughs> um, Scott, you know, you've, you've been in the middle, of, and you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to, but, you know, recently you and Gunnar Miller had, I guess, what I can charitably call a dust-up um, publicly, and you're going to go on his podcast. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. And I don't, I don't mind to talk about it. Um, it's, yeah, a situation where it's, it's a situation where I, I definitely made a mistake by uh, promising him for something that he had not specifically agreed to. And uh, I think it put him in a really bad position. And uh, so, you know, I'm, I definitely owe him an apology. And, you know, I've, I've made excuses or uh, defended why I did it. And I thought it was reasonable at the time. But ultimately, you know, I, I think it did hurt him and uh, his relationship with that school and coach. And uh, that was never my intention and not something I would ever do to anybody on purpose. So, you know, I, I owe him an apology. Switching gears real quick. So Scenic City, um, this, is gonna, this is going to be the fourth year. Now, I know the on the face it's, you know, we're going to have a great show. We want to raise some money. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But what are your hard, like if you had to like have three goals, three very concrete goals for Scenic City this year, what would you want them to? What what are, what are they? In no particular order, but just what are three things that you definitely would measure a success successful Scenic City by? Uh, the first thing is probably the money that is raised. Um, that yeah. is the big goal. It is a fundraiser. Um, you know, uh, Gutter can uh, take a shot and call it a scam all he wants, but, uh, I mean, you can talk to the coaches. Uh, the coach at uh, East Hamilton said it's the most fun he's ever had, and, uh, you know, he came out $4,400 richer for his program um, in one night, and all he had to do was open up the building to us. So, you know, and that's $4,400 after our expenses. Um, so that would be number one. Number two would be to uh, give up-and-coming uh, 
wrestlers the chance to showcase what they have. Um, from this last year's Invitational, I mean, we had two guys sign uh, contracts, uh, PCO with Ring of Honor and Stallion with Evolve, and um, we've had guys go on uh, international tours, Yehi, Darius Lockhart, AJ Gray, and I'm not taking credit for those, but um, we are just trying to um, just showcase those guys. Um, and then the third one would probably be just to um, expand our fan base. Uh, we've been fortunate enough to have fans come from like five or six different countries or something ridiculous like that. And um, I give all credit to uh, Dylan Hells and his family for really just promoting that online with uh, um, wrestling Twitter, uh, which I believe also got an FU earlier. Poor, poor wrestling Twitter. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so <laughs> what did they ever do? But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is, it's difficult to try to please everybody, but we try to add some variety. Um, we try to just mix it up. And that was some of the uh, feedback that we had gotten at one point was sort of like how many guys can claim to be best in the world. Like, is that, is that all it's going to be is guys that are just trying to be like best in the world guys. So um, we try to have guys of all different sizes and shapes and styles. And um, we've tried to do that a lot more lately. Nice. Larry, any questions for Scott? Will we ever see a Scenic City show that's not in a high school gym? <laughs> mm. um, we, we've thought about that, but, I mean, ultimately I think it does the most good um, to run those gyms and to, uh, to use it as a fundraiser for those schools. Um, you know, I, I think Gunner dropped a bit about um, doing like a, a profit-sharing model where – he mentioned uh, t- selling 200 tickets, $10 a piece, booking 20 wrestlers, and uh, giving everybody $100 each. And that sounds great, except uh, you've got ring rental, you've got venue rental, you've got, um, I mean, video, you've got, you know, all of the various expenses that come into that. But, I mean, if, if you hustle enough, you can get sponsors. And, you know, he has a lot of great um you know, he has a network here in the Chattanooga area. So, I mean, if anybody can do it, you know, it's, uh, it's Gunnar Miller. So uh, we'll see what, uh, what he comes up with. And I mean, people have asked me, Oh man, are you mad at him? No, I'm not even mad. Like I I like Gunnar Miller. Um, I've just, I don't have a good relationship with him. Uh, He was trained by Ace Rockwell, Josh Massey. And uh, you know, he feels more comfortable with Josh and that's fine. Well, Scott, thanks for being on, and obviously you got your promotions in, and uh, we certainly appreciate you being on and closing out our first uh, State of Wrestling speeches. Thanks for doing that, man. That's a tough spot to be in, but you did great. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Um, so, so, Larry, I have a challenge to our listeners. Um, since people have been so active about talking about us, in fact, there's there's messages on Facebook going out about the show already, um, which is awesome. Um, People who are listening, uh, obviously you have strong opinions. Who had the speeches that rocked? Who had the speeches that sucked? Who had the speeches that you agree with? Who had the speeches that you don't? Yes. So, you know, you got eight. Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. Yes. What did I leave? I left somebody on the air there. Hello. Hey. 
Holy shit. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I left the line open there, Steve. Wow. Woo, that was exciting. So, as I was saying, as that person can say, um, tell us, right, Larry? Make your opinions heard. Who, which speeches rocked? Which ones sucked? Which ones do you agree with? Which ones do you not, not agree with? Which one do you take umbrage with? Um, these things don't have to just live in a vacuum. Uh, they can spark discussion. Aja's speech, I mean, there's a lot there. There's a, there's a lot in everybody's speeches. Down to critiquing, you know, all these people who are performers to one degree or another or mouthpieces for their promotions. Uh, you know, it takes balls to do the two minutes, but it also leaves you open for criticism. Don't be afraid to do it. Certainly Larry and I aren't afraid to do it. Um, thanks for being a part of this. Larry, any post-mortem thoughts about the speeches in general? I thought I thought they were really interesting, and some were very different than I expected them they, they would be, really. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 found it, I found it very interesting all the way through, really. Oh, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how, how and when the landscape changes. The next time around we do this, it's not, it doesn't necessarily have to be an annual thing. We can do it whenever we feel like it. I mean, it's our show. Um, anyway, special thanks to our guests uh, who were on given speeches and uh, all of you for listening and uh, continuing to talk about the tipping point. Obviously I think Larry, uh, I, I shouldn't speak for Larry, but I often do. So I'm going to, again, uh, I think the point of this podcast is not just, for two wrestling fans to drone on and on about wrestling. Who gives a fuck about that? It's, it's two people who have a vested interest in seeing Georgia wrestling do well. And part of that is sometimes that's uncovering ugly truths. Sometimes that's um, emphasizing something that's wonderful that we think doesn't get enough attention. And sometimes it's giving people the opportunity to succeed or fail. And uh, we're going to keep doing it. And thank you for listening to it, talking about it. Uh, I, I don't know if the show's ever been discussed as much as it has been lately. And that's wonderful to hear. Um, but we're just going to keep doing our damn thing. Larry, any last thoughts before we go? Well, I just got a message from from Drew Blood that he called in and I hung up on him. I don't know. Was that him <laughs> screaming and yelling there? <laughs> that was him, I guess. Call back, man. We still got time. We still got ten minutes to we still got we we still have air time, Drew. Man no oh man. I don't know if Drew can top that last <laughs> That might have been him screaming. that might have been the line I opened up accidentally because I didn't know who it was. God, was, I hope oh. it was him. It had to have been, have been him, him, right? Yeah, unless he's My just God. joking. But you know, Drew Drew could put his two minute speech out himself, and I'm sure Georgia That's Wrestling true. History would put it up. And That's if true. you feel, ins- by the way, if you feel inspired by what you heard, like I can do better, or I feel like this topic should have been covered, guess what? These opportunities are going to come up, and when they come up, sack up and put your name in and give us your t- two minutes. Um, I-, I can't emphasize this enough. 
whether you agree with Aja that Georgia wrestling talent gets de-emphasized too much or whether you're of the mind of some of our other callers and, and people who have spoken that the opportunities are there, they just need to be seized. Um, there is no doubt that opportunities have never been more plentiful for many people. Um, the social media and all the rest of it, if you're given a forum with which to speak, then take it. Or shut the fuck up. You know, the saying goes, if you don't vote, you can't bitch. Well, if you don't take an opportunity when it is given to speak to the wrestling community at large, um, then you can't bitch that you're overlooked. Nothing's going to change unless you take the opportunity to change it. That's my final word. Larry, in two weeks, we're going to have another tipping point, aren't we? Gosh, I'm already nervous about what it's going to be like. (laughs) Well, he's back. Oh, please, yes. Do we have Drew Blood on the line? Can you hear me now? Yes, we can hear you. Yes. So, Larry, so, you know, I told you I couldn't call in because I had a celebratory dinner, right? You did. Yes, what you said. And I did. I've had a huge bottle of Mondavi and family Cabernet Sauvignon from California. (laughs) So my lips are loose. And I'm ready to tell you whatever you want to hear. It's Drew Blood. Fuck it. To all the friendly do listeners it. out there. R- Drew, do it right now, right before the show ends, please. Are you oh, ready? Yeah. Wrestling is fucking boring. It's fucking boring. That's the problem. You've got a bunch of fucking 19-year-old kids that are fucking angry, and they're hustling, and it's boring. It's fucking boring, and that's it. That's the bottom line. It's everybody booking for themselves so they look like fucking Hercules, and it's boring. And you need entertainers, and you've got all these guys with cool gimmicks, and they wrestle the same fucking match. They all do the flips, and they all do the flops, and they've got some kind of gimmick, but when they get in the ring, their match does not match their fucking gimmick, and it sucks. <clears throat> it fucking sucks to the casual fan, and that's all That's all I got to say, Stephen and Larry. <laughs> Well, we'll just we'll just throw that right in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> so well, with the nine true. speeches we had tonight, <laughs> let your voice be heard. These guys come out dressed like ducks, and I'm like, man, these fuckers are ducks, and they're quacking. It's awesome. And they get in the ring, and they do the same fucking match everybody else did. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> in the carnival, and they're fucking carnies. And I'm like, that's cool as shit. And they do the same fucking match, and it's the same match every time. It's the same match. How many times in a in a show can you see the same match? How many times mm. can you jump through the ropes? How many times can you have a forearm fucking whatever it's, you're doing? Uh, oh, my forearms were going to be stiff. It sucks. There's no – where would an Abdul the Butcher fall in today's wrestling? He wouldn't be booked. He'd be, oh, he's a shitty worker. He can't work. He can't do a fucking – Whatever, dive. You know, where would Abdullah be today? Where would Bruiser Brody be today? Right? Where would these guys be? Because there's no place for individuality. You can come out, mm. and then you have to do the same match. That's it. <laughs> Love Beat it. that, young sir, you fucks. <laughs> <laughs> and with, I can think of no better way to end. <laughs> Me neither. Thank you to Drew Blood and the rest of our speech givers. He's Larry Goodman. I'm Stephen Platinum. 
and it's certainly not the same podcast every single time. I'll say that much. Thank you again, Drew Blood, and thank you for joining us on the Tipping Point. We thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.